the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I'm Dottie Herman. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. Uh, we're the only show on talk radio. and We've been on talk radio for at least 10 years. Um, that's all about real estate and the millions of things that have to do with real estate. We've seen ups, downs, um, booming markets, markets that people were running to the bank to get their money. Um, and although the American dream has always been, home ownership has always been the American dream, the pandemic, which to our surprise, because when we started the pandemic in March, we never expected to, when we locked down, we, we thought, oh my God, that's the end of the real estate business. And a uh, little to our surprise, uh, the pandemic has caused uh, a craze all over the country. There's a shortage of supply. People are buying. It's probably, it's, it's the busiest I've seen it almost in my career. And I've been in the business for a long time. Uh, Ace Wanasupov, uh, our my uh, co-host uh, at Citizens, will be here at some point in the show. And he's a great financial expert and he takes care of uh, all my needs and has services a lot of the Douglas Elliman agents uh, and Citizens Bank. He uh, runs that whole place. He's a superstar. And uh, so we're glad to have him. And he Good morning, Daddy. Oh, there you are, Ace. How are you? Hi, Dottie. Sorry, I had a hard time signing on, but um, I'm I on now. I know, have so. that problem. I'm glad you're here. And as I said, he's my co-host, and we've been doing this for years, and we've seen every market, I think, possible. <laughs> I think we've seen everything possible, Dottie, from yes. uh, <laughs> 9-11. Yep. Yeah, 9-11, people were running to get their money out of the banks, and people were yep. foreclosing, and... <laughs> And now, I mean, like I said, that during the, you know, when we first locked down, who would think that, you know, we thought, oh my God, that's the end of real estate, okay? And who, who would ever think that it caused a, just such a phenomenon that is still going on, and I believe it will continue into next year, of just people, this is nationally, just buying and buying, trading up, moving, buying second homes. Um, it's just crazy. I don't think anybody can keep up with it. It's that busy. Uh, people just want real estate and there's a very limited supply, which makes it even harder. So later on the show, we're going to talk a little about bidding wars and um, how you can uh, try to win them uh, because uh, we find that many properties are going into bidding wars. Um, we're so happy to have, and he's been on the show throughout, I don't know, throughout our 10 years. Uh, Stephen Wagner, 
who is uh, a top-notch attorney specializing in co-ops and condos. And when it comes to co-ops and condos, I guess if you're not in New York City, um, it's kind of a little crazy. It's hard to understand, especially uh, co-ops. And so when I have to tell people about co-ops and they're not from New York City, they kind of look at me with five heads and they're like, are you, you, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm kidding. You. I'm not kidding you. So we'll talk a little about that. Um, and today, again, at 11 o'clock, we are going to have uh, Lois Weiss. And Lois Weiss is considered the voice of real estate uh, for commercial real estate. She is uh, a real estate reporter and columnist and writes for the New York Post, The Real Deal, a Commercial Observer. But she writes for everyone, Daily Mail. And she has been doing this for many years. And if there's anyone that I trust who has her, the pulse on commercial real estate, that is Lois. And we like to find out what's going on with commercial real estate because although real estate uh, has been booming residential, we've had a, you know, a little slower process with commercial uh, since uh, with the pandemic, the offices, really people didn't want to go in. So it looks like, uh, looks like that's changing now, but We'll ask the expert. So we can't wait to talk to her. Okay. I like to, and I, I, I always like to tell you what's going on currently. So um, I thought that I put together a little info, but I think you all know that um, <laughs> the vaccines, there's a big push for vaccines. And I guess New York City, I want to give them credit. I don't know that it'll work or not, but they are at least being creative. New Yorkers who are 18 years old or older get a, sh a shot in the state-run sites. Uh, they will have a chance to win $5 million through a vaccine scratch. It's like a lottery ticket. And if you get vaccinated, um, you can win $5 million. If you get vaccinated from May 24th to May 28th, you will get another free lottery ticket. And uh, that's worth $20 if you had to buy one. And you can win $5 million. I think th second prize is $5 million And third is like maybe $2 million. Uh, So, hey, uh, I think it's creative. And if it helps people get their shots, because you never know. Uh, I, I think they say the chances of you winning are, are better than the lottery. I'll tell you that. I think they're one in nine. So the odds are not so bad. Uh, by the way, 48%. Uh, of the people in the U.S. have had at least one shot, and we're really pushing everyone to get vaccinated because, truthfully, I was reading yesterday that if you don't get vaccinated, your risk, especially in restaurants and 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 gatherings where people are you know are, are together and close, are still pretty dangerous. And it's although the COVID cases have gone down tremendously, uh, we still have them. So. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy and I certainly am not someone to tell people what to do, but at least think about it uh, because it's still dangerous if you don't have a vaccination. Good news. Homeless is down. Now, uh, uh, when they say homeless is down, I don't even want to give you the numbers of how many homelessness were out there, uh, but they seem to be uh, have curtailed, at least that's what the numbers say. Uh, we still see plenty of people there. It's a big problem. I really am not sure how anyone is addressing it. 
because it is a problem. And I guess it's a problem in a lot of cities, not just New York. And I don't know that they have any great solutions. Maybe you know, Steve, something that I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I know they're still on subways. And when you walk through New York City, it doesn't seem as bad as it was. So, I, you know, it looks like it's a little bit better. But hopefully they're working on that. Like I said, we have an election coming. And, you know, um, regardless of what you think of the mayor, he can't run anymore. Um, so he, his, his terms are up. So you have to vote for someone new when I think most people want to. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of candidates in the, in the game. Do your homework, do your research. But you know what? Part of the problem is people don't vote. So make sure you get out and vote. It looks like we have a rebounding economy. Uh, fewer Americans sought unemployment, which is good news. Um, and so, you know, a lot less people... Uh, looked for unemployment benefits. Last week, recipients were able to receive $300 extra. I mean, so in other words, the stimulus package, they're getting $300 on top of whatever their unemployment benefit would have been. Now, for 22 states, they're stopping that $300. Those of us in the tri-state, or those of you in the tri-state, um, I don't see that they're not thinking of doing that. But in 22 states, they're looking to, um, they're going to stop that $300. But they're trying to encourage people to get to work because I think in some cases people are making more money uh, collecting. So they're trying to really get people when you can to get back to work. The jobless claim has gone down. So uh, the uh, people are getting jobs. Employees are looking for people. It's hard for them to even get people now. Uh, so if you're looking for a job, by all means, get out there because there is a shortage of people looking for jobs and there's plenty of jobs out there. The people are, there's still quite a few people of public assistance, but we're hoping as this pandemic winds down that things will start to shape up. Now, if you've been in the city this week, I've been there, Stephen, you've been there, and Ace, you've been in the city this week. I am, I, I think that the day, what was it, Wednesday when you didn't have to wear masks? I think it was Wednesday. Uh, it was like people were rejoicing. People were so happy. Uh, I, I think that New York got hit the hardest. I mean, we were the epicenter of the virus. And I think pretty much one of the strictest states when it came to uh, regulations, everything was locked up closed down. As I told you before, many a day when I went to Florida, I thought I was in a different country. It was a lot looser there. So people didn't feel it as much as we felt it here. But I was uh, at Wednesday, people were still wearing masks. I mean, for most part, inside restaurants and outside, some people were still, many people were still wearing masks and many people weren't. But it was like a buzz. Everybody was happy. The restaurants were busy. Um, I was out that night. I mean, you couldn't even get a table in one of my favorite restaurants. So I, I think that, it, and, and the traffic jams are starting again. So we really, I mean, I see very positively New York City starting to come back. You can feel it. You can see it. And all of the three of us have been through, been in New York City from the beginning, you know, and have seen the change. Ace, what are you seeing? Yeah, it's Adi. It's, uh, it's back. 
busier than ever. Um, you you do have traffic. I I almost missed my flight um, yesterday going to Miami. I'm actually here in Florida now, Dottie, and I couldn't believe it. It took me two hours from Manhattan to JFK, and I'm like, what's going on? And um, you know, it's it's just great to see. I hear that this summer we're going to be busier than ever. Uh, we have so many folks working from home, visiting New York and working out of there, um, as, as I've heard. And uh, I'm just excited, Dottie. The restaurants are, are busy. You know, I have a couple of restaurants uh, with my family and um, it's busier than ever. Not only do we have outdoor dining, but we have indoor dining now and we have so many takeouts and it's just unbelievable how we're, how we're coming back uh, to life. What are the so. rules again, you know? Does anyone, right. I, I'm, all, I'm all mixed up about what the rules are. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think I was celebrating Wednesday also no masks or anything. Yeah. I mean, at least outside. But I didn't see anybody really wear masks in a restaurant. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe when you walk in, that's about it, right? That's that's about it, Dottie. And, and right now, if you're vaccinated, you can walk outside without a mask. And uh, people are starting to, to, to your point, rejoice. You know, even at the gyms, uh, you don't have to wear a mask now. So I was going to Lifetime Fitness and we were wearing masks um, everywhere. And I came, I came in last week and no one was wearing a mask. And I felt a, felt a little weird, to be honest, Dottie. I felt a little naked <laughs> because I've been wearing it for such a long time. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, you know, people are, are rejoicing and, and yeah, regaining are confidence happy in New York yeah. city. I mean, amongst Definitely. all the things that are going on, I really see people really were just so excited. I'm going to blog about it today because for, you know, if you're, if you're in another state, maybe you don't realize as much. Like if I was in Florida, like it kind of was more normal there earlier. Um, but here, I mean, we've really suffered, uh, I think one of the hard, we would probably, if not the hardest hit state, one of the hardest hit states. And, you know, with the density in New York City, uh, you know, you couldn't even have your mother visit you. I mean, they would, you know, they were that strict. You know, Steve, you deal with the co-ops and condos. Did they let anybody in? They were restrictive. They would requ uh, certainly require masks. In fact, a lot of co-ops are still requiring masks. Um, and, um, they're, you know, they're not doing things like taking temperature and it, it becomes a bit of a legal issue. I mean, you can ask somebody if they are vaccinated, but you can't go on and ask the next question. If they say no, you can't ask why not. Um, and so uh, it's been uh, tough for some of my clients, particularly those who have outside space, like uh, pool areas and um, uh, playgrounds for children. Um, you know, there's a, there's a dis disagreement among lawyers about whether you should open those up because of the possible cross infection. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm in favor of opening them up and follow the CD, CDC and city state guidelines. But some but I have a question for you because from what I'm hearing and I, you know, reading because I'm reading of all these places that will eventually be restricted or they'll have like two seatings, like one for people who are vaccinated, one for people who are not vaccinated. Uh, but how do you know if somebody, like I was at the gym right before they took the masks, you know, right before, I mean, last week sometime. And I was on a treadmill and five treadmills away, there was a woman. 
And it was fine. And I just couldn't breathe. To be honest with you, I could pull that mask down for a second. And she said, well, were you vaccinated? And I said, yes. And I was, but I could have been lying. I mean, how are, how is people going to really know? I mean, well, in, in restaurants, uh, they're still taking temperatures and they're, they're writing down your first name and um, your telephone number so they can contact you if they discover somebody has it there. But it's on, it's the honor system. And you're going to have people who will game the system no matter what. So, uh, but um, you're limited. You can, you're, again, you're allowed to ask, but you're not allowed to go further than that. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I guess I guess people could ask uh, for, to see the vaccination card. That's assuming people are carrying it with them now. In any event, it, it is a problem. It's a it's a problem, but fortunately, it's a declining problem. And that's the good news. That's the good news. It's a declining problem, and I guess they're going to have to figure that out as they figure amongst um, many things. I guess this is kind of a first time shot. You know, we never dealt with something like this before, so I. Uh, I guess they'll come up with solutions as we go, but I, uh, it's going to depend on the state. By the way, as we were saying, restaurants in New York, as well as stores, salons, gyms, they're able to operate at 100% capacity for the first time, provided they can accommodate six feet of distance between people. Um, the city, of course, has dropped their mask mandate for those who have been fully vaccinated. And again, it's just an honest system, and I hope that everyone's as honest as they can be because, you know, even if you don't get yourself sick, you could be getting somebody sick. Um, because I think, I think that even if you had the virus, even if you had the vaccine, I'm not sure, but I, I thought I read that even if you had the vaccine, you could still give it to someone. Is that true? I mean, I don't, I've heard so much information, I can't remember where I heard that, but I thought I heard that if you had the vaccine, maybe you wouldn't get it but you might be able to still give it to someone, something like that. I thought I read something about that too, but um, certainly for the first two weeks after you get the vaccination, there's no guarantee you won't infect somebody else. But I heard that too, but I, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't know uh, the truthfulness. But I'm I don't need to. And the doctors seem to not all be on the same page either. So I think um, what you have to do is listen to all the information and sometimes it conflicts. And then kind of put it all together and kind of do what your common sense tells you to do. I, I would say that's my best way to handle it. Do you like the outside dining? What do you think? Is, is it a detraction or is it a positive for you? I like it. I mean, I, I will tell you, I mean, I don't, I don't like it when it was in the middle of the winter. I mean, I wasn't a fan of putting on a one, two coat scarves. I'm like I said, I'd stay home. I'm too cold. But I think... Um, outside it's nice but you know some of it uh maybe is in the middle of the streets and so there's cars coming by but i think for most part you know it's nice uh, but I, I i have to just tell you that i've been vaccinated so now uh i usually go into the restaurant i'm still you know you know on a nice night and even before the pandemic on a nice day a nice night it was wonderful to sit outside and i think that still is I just think that maybe they'll have less, but I see a lot of people still sitting outside when they can go in. So I think it's a matter of having a choice. I see I see some of these restaurants that are just filled on the outside and people on the inside. 
it's really just great to see them doing well after having such a tough time. Yes. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. We have to take a quick break. We're listening to I Am Real Estate. We're discussing how the New York City is coming back. We'll uh, finish up on that. I think some great. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends at the Trinitas Regional Medical Center have an amazing new center dedicated to women. Together with the Connie Dwyer Breast Cancer Foundation, they recently opened the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas. Here, every woman is treated to the latest in screening, diagnosis, and treatment, regardless of her ability to pay. There's even a breast navigator available to guide women through every aspect of their care. This is a state-of-the-art center staffed with a full complement of breast health specialists that feature the latest technology and most important. Importantly, it's a welcoming, safe environment for every woman who walks through the doors. I know the staff of Trinitas, and I know that their high level of caring and compassion is behind the Connie Dwyer Breast Center, as it is for every service Trinitas offers. If you or a loved one would like to learn more about the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas, please call 908-994-5984, 908-994-5984, or visit their website at trinitasrmc.org. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo for Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors. You know they supply many of New York and New Jersey's finest restaurants. Yes, like 1,600 of those restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. Lafreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or any gimmicks here. Offering every kind of meat and every cut like a tomahawk bone-in ribeye porterhouse center cut filet just to name a few supplying only the highest quality beef pork lamb veal poultry and america's best burger chopped meat blends shipped overnight cut the night you place your order and always fresh never frozen order online please at lafreda.com l-a-f-r-i-e-d-a lafreda.com Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Radio.com. If you're a homeowner, then you know your home is your biggest investment, and now so many homes have had to become your office as well. Hey, let's decide that this year is the last time you'll ever have to paint your house again. Talk to my friend Susan at Rhino Shield to find out about this unique process. Rhino Shield is a coating. It looks like paint, but it seals and waterproofs your house or building and bonds completely to wood, brick, stucco, aluminum, vinyl, or block. 
Rhino Shield comes in any color you want and has insulating and soundproofing qualities and is guaranteed to never crack, chip, peel, or mold for 25 years. One person will visit your home, walk the outside, take the measurements, and you'll be emailed an estimate. Right now, Susan is offering no payments, no interest financing for one year. Call for a free estimate today, 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Rhino Shield, it's not paint. Rhino Shield is a proud Gold Shield member. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here with Ace for Supar with Steve Wagner. We're discussing the reopening of the city. It looks like it's come back. We're seeing people. The restaurants are uh, at full capacity now. The masks, if you've been vaccinated, you can... You don't have to wear them outside. And people are generally happy. We have been the hardest hit. And I think the rules in New York City have been pretty strict. And for most part, I'd say most New Yorkers really adhered to them. We were all scared. And uh, we, we, you know, we would hear the death toll every day. So <laughs> by the go- governor. And uh, we were really. So it is really like a big celebration. I think everyone is generally happy. And New York, you know, as we I've told you many times, never give up on New York because you're going to lose your bet. And they are doing so many things to really make the city have back to what it used to be. And uh, one of the things is the island. It's a little island, but it's a giant miracle. Um, it's a new island that they built, and it is uh, roughly... Uh, a square park and it's a marvel of waterborne engineering and landscape design inspired and it slowly took shape on a platform supported by 132 concrete tulips it took five years to build and will now be open to everyone Um, from manhattan's west side highway the little island looks like a cluster of giant white flower buds sprouting from the hudson river I mean, it's amazing. It was the 2.4 acre park was conceived and mostly paid for um, by billionaire Barry Diller through his Diller von Furstenberg Family Foundation. And it's actually an undulating platform of grass, trees, winding pathways mounted on concrete piles where Pier 54 was, and that sat there for a long time. There's a 700 um, seat amphitheater and um, an area that's for very quiet for just contemplation. The amphitheater will host a range of live entertainment. Uh, Much of it will be free and open to all. The park is free, but most fun lies in discovering a plethora of small, large surprises as you roam the mini island. It's got shaded romantic nooks and we think there might be a lot of marriage proposals there. And there are eye pleasers and it is just refreshing river breezes, wolves, and it's just got a lot of surprises. It is beautiful. And they, as they said, when it opened, New Yorkers deserve a miracle after all we've been through. And it's open daily from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. And uh, timed reservations required from noon to 8 p.m. And you can, if you want to find out about it, you can go on www. 
little island dot org. Okay, that's www dot little island dot org and admission is free and um I, I i haven't been there but i plan to go there hopefully next week and take a look uh i heard from some people who have been this it is absolutely magnificent have any of you seen that yet or no Dottie, it's beautiful go ahead steven i saw it on uh pictures of it um, and I, I was really happy to see that there were trees and lots of grass. It wasn't just a concrete island. The tulips are very cool. And, um, you know, the thing I think is so nice about it is that it is being built and was built public space for people to enjoy and amenities. And, um, you know, they say you're not, you can't, you're, they're not making any more real estate, um, but sometimes they can actually not only here but if you recall Dottie, um way back when battery park city was an area the entire area was um was uh basically landfill from the original world trade centers and they have lots of parks and public space down there too. They do. so i'm glad to see that's going on because we really need it in the city you need a place to go yeah, and, and you know, speaking of Battery Park City, one day we'll talk about it. Um, you know, when I was uh, not able to get out of the city for the weekend, I would go to Battery Park, and there's restaurants right on the water, and they would have music, and people would dance, and you'd see the boats, and you could have drinks and eat outside, and it was really a real treat, and I I, I loved it, and I. You know, I, I I really think that the city has so many things, and they're coming up with so many new things. Uh, that's one thing is I I think that I I think Ace I've said right through the show, you know, New York, they don't give up, and they are determined, and I believe this that you will see the city come back better, okay, than it was before. And when I say better, I I mean different. It was always great, and you know. We can thank some of the mayors who cleaned it up. And we have a little uh, issue with uh, safety that we are working on now. I uh, started with a couple of people, uh, Citizens for a Safer New York. And if I tell you, we have meetings every Tuesday and Thursday, and everyone's welcome. And we really are. I mean, the people are very involved. Uh, but I think that, you know what? You know, seeing the, the contracts and everything, so many more young people are coming to the city who were priced out. I mean, it got so high that really, unless you had a lot of money, you had to move it. That's how Brooklyn got started. Now Brooklyn's as high as the city, if not higher. But um, I think it's nice to see young people come back. And I think you're gonna find with some of these retail spaces, besides for cannabis places, uh, I think you're gonna find a lot of creative, uh, little new new type businesses and, and i remember when i was a kid and i used to go to the village it was all like stores that you'd never see anywhere uh and it was all like little places that were nowhere else and it, it was kind of ed edgy and i'm hoping that, and i think that's what's going to happen again and i think that young people being is good i think that you need a mix and i so i think that it's going to come back even better in the sense that it's going to be a better mix of a, a more a greater variety of people. I mean, I think it got so expensive that point you know, that really 
you couldn't live here. I mean, Ace, would you think, would you agree? Yeah, Dottie. I mean, you know, having things like the Little Island uh, definitely attracts a lot of younger folks to come, families to come. And, you know, I used to live down in Battery Park City and we, you know, my parents uh, used to come with my, with my sister and the kids over at Brookfield Place. There would be pop-ups there. So the Little Island is just something that the city continues to develop. And it's really a lifestyle, Dottie, right? You can go go to the park. And I was actually there on Thursday, last Thursday, when they first opened it to, um, you know, to, to a closer group of folks. But when I tell you it was busy, I mean, Dottie, there was so much grass. Kids were running around. Younger folks were out there picnicking and, and looking at the new development. So it, it's amazing to see uh, New York continue to redevelop um, these type of uh, sites. So it's great. And I have to say, you know, I, I was in Florida for uh, the longest I've ever been in Florida. This, I think I was in Florida all of January um, because I got my shot there, actually. And, uh, you know, it was wonderful and the weather was wonderful and everything was, you know, there was nothing closed because they never closed anything down. I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. But when I came back to New York, there's so something so special about New York City. I would never move from here. I might go, I might spend uh, you know, a month or so in Florida, but um, I would never move from New York City. I think that New York City is so diverse. Um, I think, I, I, I always tell people, I think it's a, a lesson that the world should learn because every, people are so different. There's every nationality, every color, every religion every economic thing, you know, just, and everybody just is on top of each other and somehow it all works. And it's interesting. And I, and I've learned, you know, I grew up in the suburbs. So if the suburbs are, you know, great and I love the beach and I couldn't be without it, but the city, you know, you're really on top of people from just so many different countries who speak so many different languages. And I think you grow a lot from that. It's very eclectic. So, um, I love it, and I'm pleased to see that I think it's on its way back home. You know, Dottie, the, um, these public spaces also have a tendency to increase real estate values. Um, think about the High Line, certainly uh, Battery Park City. I mean, you know, after 9-11, there was a... Other than that, the prices are good down there. Um, anytime anybody is near a park in uh, you know, Central Park, I mean, uh, you, that's very desirable. Uh, oh. And even in and even um, some of the parks, um, you know, that were had fallen into disrepair, um, um, are, are improved and improved the values of those. I have a let's start with the Central Park right now. Who's going to listen to your show on the Central Park Act? Okay, thank you, Miles. I should go listen. Dear Cancer, if you think you're going to put my life on hold, think again. I did my homework and I found a cancer treatment option that requires no surgery, minimal downtime, and virtually no side effects. It's called Proton Therapy at Procure Proton Therapy Center. Proton Therapy targets cancer tumors more precisely than traditional radiation therapy with less radiation to nearby healthy tissues. 
And thanks to Procure, I don't have to travel far for treatment. Located in Somerset, Procure is New Jersey's most experienced proton therapy center, offering the most advanced form of radiation with the most precise technology. That's right, cancer. I still have the choice and energy to go on that hike with friends or spend a Saturday afternoon with my grandkids. I chose proton therapy at Procure, and now my hope has been restored. I'm living my best life. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, visit Procure.com or call 855-3-PROTON today. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com take am 970 the answer anywhere you go with our mobile app get in on itunes google play or listen on tune in iheart alexa or radio.com this is the entertainment answer looking for a little lift to your spirit well this summer take the ride of a lifetime from the studio that brought you how to train your dragon the hidden world dreamworks animation presents spirit untamed this animated feature is rated pg and hits theaters june 4th and we encourage you to continue to check out the entertainmentanswer.com as we'll have behind the scenes features trailers and a lot more around the fantastic release of spirit untamed and of course for everything you need on the entertainment side it's the entertainmentanswer.com take am 970 the answer anywhere you go with our mobile app Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Back, you're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Sue Park my co-host and Stephen Wagner, our legal counsel and legal expert. Um, we were just really 
telling you how much the city's come back. And we talked about the island that they just opened. And apparently, I think it'll be done in three to four years. Um, they're opening a house of rap in a museum. Um, stars, it's hip hop museum in the Bronx. Um, so that's going to be there. And just to give you a quick summary before we get off, and then I'm going to ask Steve about something current that's in the Wall Street Journal today. Institutional buyers are flooding the single family markets. Um, institutional buyers spent $77 billion on homes in the past six months. So these are big, big companies that are buying. Okay. Uh, the, that compares to $55 billion spent on homes in the second and third quarter of 2020 when buying dropped. Overall, the number of homes acquired by investors jumped 2.7% in the first quarter compared to last year. And investors are, fo are focusing on single-family homes, which made up the biggest share of acquisitions and first quarter growth. Nearly 39,000 of the 55,000 homes investors bought in the first quarter were single-family properties, and that's uh, up almost 5% from last year. So investors think it's a good deal. So, and a lot of times you're competing with investors. Uh, small real estate companies and individuals are looking to flip properties. Um, they're looking in areas like Miami, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't know. I think it might be difficult to flip properties now to find them cheap because where I'm, what I'm saying is nothing cheap. There doesn't seem to be too many bargains. Uh, so you are uh, single family rental companies can also overshadow small buyers. So you're, you're dealing with computers with, with sometimes institutional uh, investors. Now I do want to talk about how to win a, a, a bidding war, but before I do that, Steve, you just read something in the wall street journal that's today. So yeah, since yeah, I don't have a copy of it. You want to tell everybody what it's. Sure. The, uh... The headline is home buying slows down as prices climb to records. And it's an article about how existing home sales fell 2.7% in April from March. Um, but it also goes on to explain uh, that uh, uh, the prices are the high, they had the um, highest price jump uh, on record, that's the average home price would be $341,600 is the highest increase of record. and um, it has an appreciation of 19%. And that's for data going all the way back to 1999. Yep. Also says that the um, rise in prices uh, have uh, been pushed and also the slower sales have been pushed by the higher prices and the lack of inventory. And then it goes on to say, the experts say, I guess that would be us, that don't, uh, don't overestimate this slowdown. Um, it's a temporary pause and things will catch up because the economy is so strong. So- uh, Well, besides the economy, the problem really is, and I'm telling you, and I would put my reputation on this one, They've slowed up because there's no inventory. Now, three hundred and something thousand dollars is a national number. It's not. Um, I can tell you right now, it's not a. It's not a number in the downstate, and they're giving you national. 
So it's it's all mixed in. But I would tell you that the biggest problem, and we would we would all be selling many more houses, is there's no supply. And that's what's causing bidding wars. And we're gonna talk about how to win them. I don't see that see I don't see that stopping. Um, I think that, but I do agree with the Wall Street Journal as far as these prices have risen so much that the affordability can become a problem. Are you seeing that ace with mortgages? I don't think Abby. I mean affordability um continues to become a problem, but with low interest rates, like we've been talking about week after week, um, it's definitely given a lot of folks an opportunity to buy at these higher price points because their monthly payment is lower with a low interest rate. And that's why folks shouldn't wait on the sidelines. Rates won't be this low uh, for a very long time. So if you are interested in buying, I, I, I can't emphasize enough that this is probably the most ideal time just because rates are at an all-time low. 30-year fix, you're getting a rate of less than 3%. Unheard of, never seen before. Unheard of. P- probably won't last for a long time, Dottie, so. Right. And just to get on to your point, okay, I, I was reading an article, Money Talks, and there's so many all-cash buyers now, okay, and they're scooping up homes, and the percentage of, of home sales made in cash rose about 5% in the first two, two months of this year compared with the same period last year in, the, in 300 of the largest metropolitan areas. And that's from CoreLogic. All cash sales made up 20% of sales over this period. So 20% of sales were this period, this quarter, were cash. And these are national numbers. And the reason they foregoing a mortgage, because obviously it pays to get a mortgage at these rates, is they were in a bidding war. <laughs> and they, they wanted to get an edge. Okay, so they wanted to like have no, no contingencies. So uh, they're up and it's hard to compete with that if you yeah. don't have cash. Well, Although a lot of people also, Ace, were finding, and I'm sure this is not a new thing, but they've done it. Uh, I think, Steve, you'll say within condos or co-ops, they've been doing it for years, where they'll pay all cash to get that edge. They'll buy that home, and then they'll go get a mortgage. Yeah, that happens every single day, Dottie. Okay, and the reason they're doing that is, well, for two reasons. With, with, with If you're in a bidding war, obviously... To the seller, hey, it's an advantage to have an all-cash offer because there's always a chance someone doesn't get a mortgage. So they're they're making the all-cash if they happen to have the cash, and then they apply for the mortgage later. Now, in co-ops, some of them require a lot of cash, Steve. So, uh, I mean, right? I mean, I, I don't know if a lot of our listeners realize some of these co-ops, you have to have, I don't know how much cash, but a lot. More you, than banks require. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, there's uh, just from a legal point of view, you know, an all cash offer doesn't mean that people aren't going to try and get financing. It just means there's not a contingency in the contract. And you have people who will make an all cash offer who don't have all cash to buy. Uh, those people have to get pre qualified and they put their down payment at risk if they can't get the. Uh, the um, mortgage. So it's a good idea to pre-qualify. 
Um, you remember two weeks you, ago? I wouldn't, if I were a seller, I would not. I think Ace and I have said this. I wouldn't even, you know, unless I had a house that I couldn't sell and I was desperate, okay, uh, you wouldn't even get me to listen to somebody. I don't want to hear your offer if, it's, if you didn't pre-qualify. If you can't come, and that's why I think we've said on every show, if you're looking for a home and you're not paying all cash, you need to go to citizens and you need to go to ACE and, and get pre-qualified so you can actually, when you're negotiating, your broker can say they've been pre-qualified, they are able to get a mortgage of this amount, uh, the banks approved everything. The only thing it's contingent on is that your your home, the seller's home appraises. So that's a must. Don't even, you know, if you don't have that pre-qualification, if you're a seller, I, you know, you're in a market where you can be that choosy. Uh, we actually talked about this two weeks ago at the end of the show about the appraisals possibly coming in lower because of COVID and the comps uh, being- Didn't catch up. Well, that's why it's always good to that's why it's always good to go with a broker. And let me tell you what you can do. Um, I haven't seen that much of it here. Have you seen it, Ace? No. Um not, not too much. Yeah, not too much here, Dottie. But to Steven's point, we have seen a lot of um higher values in the suburbs, right? So if you're looking in Connecticut, Westchester, Long Island, that's where we've been that's where we've seen an increase in price and comps not really catching up um, right. to the so, marketplace. So what you want to do if you're a buyer uh, uh, and you want to make sure your mortgage gets through, you might want, you want the broker to come in with the comps and maybe meet the, you know, and, and actually meet the appraiser from the bank and, and give them to that or yeah. submit them to the bank. And I believe um, the last time I checked, I don't say it always is going to work, but if you can sh justify it, so you're always, when you have a broker, the broker should always have the comps and they can leave them for the bank appraiser. Uh, many times the appraisers come to our offices and use or, or use our computers to get comps because the bank has to justify that the property is worth what you're selling it for, what you're, what you're paying for it. Now, again, if you have a larger down payment, that helps. Because then you don't have to, then it doesn't have to praise for so much. So if you if you're not going to put cash down, uh, all cash, if you can, I think it it certainly is better. It's you have a better shot of winning a bidding war if you put a little more cash down. Now, would a seller take a lower cash offer, like less cash down, if they were if you were going to pay a lot more? Maybe. But maybe if, you, but but probably not if you didn't have a pre-qualification to show that you could get a mortgage for that. Um, but if you want some tips, prepare your finances ahead of time. I mean, this is such a competitive market; you really don't have time to to play around with it. It's it's not for the it's not for the guys that are going. Let me look at a hundred houses, okay, and then I'll put an offer on three. Now, there was a time, and they should remember that. I would watch people put over on three or four houses and pick, yeah. you know, okay? Those days are over. If you're going to bid and you're going to win, you better have all your finances ahead of time. Um, you better be pre-qualified. -pre 
and pre-approved for a mortgage. And wait a second, Nate, Ace, just go through that again with the pre-qualified and the pre-approved because there's yeah. a difference. Pre-qual is just getting a statement from the, from, from the buyer that they make a certain income, they have certain assets, um, certain savings, but a pre-approval, you're actually submitting documentation and um, it's a lot more valid when you're, when you're meeting with sellers, right. right? So you just want to make sure that you know the difference between a pre-qual and a pre-approval. And here on the show, we always recommend doing a pre-approval. So. Okay, so seller, write this down. Yeah. There's, okay, write this down. When you're accepting an offer, ask if it's a pre-qualification or a pre-approval. There's a big difference, okay? A pre-approval means they are approved for a mortgage provided your house appraises. That doesn't mean that with a pre-qualified. And if you're a buyer, okay, and you want to win the bidding war or you want to make sure you have a shot, get pre-approved. It's a lot better negotiating than if you're not pre-approved, than if you only have a, a you know, if you if you only have... Uh, just like a note that you know you, you 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 your income is verified, so that's a really big tip. Okay, well that you know and 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 you can see properties early when they hit the market. Okay, see them. In other words, if a broker calls you up and tells you, "Oh, we've got this house. It came out today." This is the kind of market you got to drop everything and go see it. Now, you might not like it and you might not want to buy it and it might be a pain in the neck to drop everything to go see it, especially if you don't like it. But if you don't do that, okay, and obviously we have very good virtual tours, so you should at least go through that. But if you go to the virtual tour in a few minutes and you say, this is something I would consider, it's the area I want, I would suggest you go that right there in the beginning, okay? I would suggest you... If you wait for the, if it comes out on a Tuesday, don't wait for the weekend. Try to get your broker to get you right in. Now, I know some sellers, okay, and here's a tip to the sellers. Sometimes when they get a great offer and it comes like the first offer, they go, well, look at that. My home isn't priced well. I can get more. I'm going to tell you the sellers, maybe and maybe not, if you have the right price and you good price and they are pre-qualified or they're paying all cash okay and they can close at the time that you need them to close depends on what a risk taker you are do you like gambling okay I would be in contact right away um, that's my advice too I think we're coming on the 11 o'clock news we're going to be back with Lois White and we're going to find out what's going on in the commercial world Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.